0: You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Wednesday. January 20th. And today we've got Dean Ian from Channel 11 WPXI here to talk with us about your Pittsburgh Steelers. First, we're going to talk about the decision that seems to be looming for the Steelers that they're going to keep Keith Butler as defensive coordinator. Is it the right move? What went wrong with the defense in the end of the season, especially that playoff game, and all the thoughts on the progress there? But then we're also going to talk about the cornerback position because the Steelers got quite a few vacancies on the depth chart there with Sutton and Hilton both going to free agency and huge cap numbers for both Hayden and Nelson the starters what should be done there you'll get our thoughts on that and then finally we got to talk about the elephant in the room and there's three elephants it's Le'Veon Bell Antonio Brown and Tom Brady three players Steelers fans didn't want to see in the Super Bowl and all three of them are on the cusp of making it this weekend. We talk about that situation, who we hate the most of that situation, and what the steel Steelers fans are going to be looking at this upcoming Sunday and Conference Championship weekend. All that and more, right here on today's show, which is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked On, all caps, one all one word, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Let's get into it. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. It's Wednesday, and y'all know what that means. If it's Wednesday, we've got Dean Iampietro from Channel 11 WPXI here to talk Steelers and football with us. Dean, how you doing this week, my man?
0: I'm doing good, and I have definite uh, rooting interests This coming Sunday,
1: (laughs) I think all Steelers fans do. Of course, we're talking about the NFC Championship game, the AFC Championship game. We'll get into that with the final segment of the show. That's that's just a good little tease right there for you. Tease, little tease, little tease. But and
0: don't don't be scrolling ahead, everybody. Listen, and you know it's 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 a three act story. So we're in act
1: one. It's a three act story. He (laughs) said. Now. Our first topic that we wanted to address today with Dean. Now we have talked ad nauseum about the potential of Matt Canada being hired. It's still not finalized, which is very interesting to me that that report came out very early and they haven't, come out and just said yes they're hiring that Canada yet but that's another discussion i want to talk about the report that keith butler staying in it defensive coordinator with you dean because some people hate it some people don't care some people think it doesn't matter some people think it's a good move because the defense you know was was good when it had its, its players in now i'm of the opinion that Keith Butler is a lot better than most Steelers nation, at least on Twitter, give him credit for, because every game, if there's one defensive lapse, it's all Keith Butler's fault all the time. Um, But when I look at it, I'm like, eh, you know, there's times where I think like I would have gone a different route here. And then there's also the reports that say that Mike Tomlin calls the defense in certain situations or all the situations. But then it's like, well, wait a minute. Then what does Keith Butler do? Because then it's like, like, what are we, what are we doing here? Um, But I wanted to get your sense, Dean, you hear that Keith Butler's coming back. What's the first thing that pops into your mind?
0: Uh, the first thing that pops into my mind was uh, that they just didn't want to make across-the-board changes on the coordinators with both of them and totally uproot everything. Um, there's, there's a lot to what you're saying, and I'll give you an example to, to help people understand along the way. In a television station, um, most general managers – either have a background in sales or a background in news okay now the ones that usually have the background in sales they're a lot more hands-on in the sales department and the news department they need other strong people to lead it vice versa if they had a background in news they're a little more hands-on in the news department and they leave the middle managers in sales to run that show mike tomlin's a defensive guy so you know, there. I don't. I don't even think changing coordinators will have changed that much of the defense to begin with. Um, I don't have as much of a, as many questions for key for for Butler as probably Stiller Nation does. Don't forget, if you don't go sixteen and zero and stop them for a loss on every single play, <laughs> you know <laughs> the fans are all of a sudden calling for somebody to be fired. So. Um, that's a little bit extreme. The defense, I still think they're too reliant on turnovers as opposed to just being a dominant stop you on three and out defense. I think injuries played a lot of it, though. You know, you can't lose Devin Bush and Bud Dupree and not see some drop-off. And, uh, but when you have your stars, uh, the last two years, they've been solid. I don't, I don't think there was a need for a change there necessarily.
1: And see, that's where I'm at, Dean, because I look at how the, the, the Steelers have worked on defense, and it's been the same formula that they've been building for quite some time. You know, it's been come out, try to stop the run early, get them behind, rush the passer, feed off the turnovers and the sacks and they again they what four years in a row they've had the most sacks in the nfl um mm-hmm. it's clear that keith butler does know how to engineer that and get that and make that a major part of your game which is huge it's, and it's great for teams in the playoffs but the problem has been the last two playoff games they've been down 21 and 28 points before you know before anything can happen and then the teams throughout the rest of the critical part of the game can't get pressure i mean and in fact if, if we remember the last time this team won a playoff game, it was off of a sack by James Harrison, no less. Uh, you know, when he beat Eric Fisher, you know, in the and got and got to Alex Smith in the Chiefs back in that AFC divisional round uh, when that's when the Steelers went to Kansas City to win that game. The to me, the system still makes sense it is much more difficult in, in today's NFL to be to come out and stop you three straight times and be three and out than it used to be. That's something I've talked to Dale Lolly about, you know, over the past couple of years where we've seen the changing of the, of, of the guard, the best defenses aren't necessarily the ones that, come out and stuff the run the best defenses are usually the ones that are you know capitalizing on the missed throws you know challenging guys down the field you know getting after the quarterback I mean and you look at some of the top teams they, 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 some of them have the best pass rushers in the league the number one defense in the league according to scoring uh was the was the Rams of course they had Aaron Donald uh you know the number two defense was was the Ravens they had some of the most opportunistic corners in the league with how they played uh number right before right, the Steelers were number three uh, in scoring right right behind them was was Washington and they had chase young and that blitz going on, going on this year. Um, it, it, it's part of what the design is. I think that part of the problem, like you said, Devin Bush, and I brought this up yesterday with Tony Devin Bush going down was a huge deal. They went from being a consistent run stopping team to a team that could almost never stop the run. And they were able to mask it over a little bit early on, but eventually teams are going to see, Oh yeah, Robert's Blaine, He's not that guy. Let's go after him. Um, I think the biggest thing here is that the Steelers defense is very top heavy in that they have developed some very good starters, but when you develop the good starters and you're paying for a franchise quarterback, and then you got it, you want to pay to get other starters on the team. Eventually there's a weakness on your roster and there's a weakness on every roster. And the weakness right now is depth on defense because Behind Watt and Dupree, Highsmith was a great draft pick that came in and saved the day, but Ola Adini was getting passed up for Cassius Marsh, who who had no business being out there, and Adini was supposed to be, had they not drafted Highsmith, the next guy in line. inside linebacker they had to go get uh, avery williamson just to fill fill the void uh after gilbert went down and spillane you know went down and williams was was struggling he had covid you know they had to bring in a a box safety behind the safeties you got jordan dangerfield sean davis had to get brought back you know it's rough there um and we're going to get to the cornerback situation in a little bit with this next segment but to me i think that's the biggest problem right now is the steelers they've made solid investments but the problem is is that when those investments get hurt their weaknesses start to show really boldly
0: and to that end
1: none of that's the fault of the defensive
0: coordinator very true you know when you're talking about the coordinator it's what defense does he design now how does he maximize the players how does he help mask the inefficiencies that they have and for the most part he did a good job now yeah the playoff games are um, not not a (laughs) not good on the resume Mm -hmm. but i also think you can't look at a Jacksonville game from three years ago and a Cleveland game this year and put them together. Uh, I don't think that's an accurate representation either. The, so the, the one the people, thing- people do that just because they look mm-hmm. at those are the last two playoff games. Right. but One of them was three years ago. So mm-hmm. that's different than today. Yeah. And you can't, you can't put them together. If they were played two weeks in a row, then you've got a trend or a defense that you have a problem, mm-hmm. but three years that's, that's,
1: not even and the and the, the one thing I will say is common is both of those teams had strong running attacks and based themselves off of play action and running the ball to run the clock and control the game once they had a lead and what happened in both those games they got early leads and, and they were handed early leads by horrible turnovers and mistakes on offense. And the defense does bear responsibility for getting some stops when, you know, and, and helping flip the game around. They just didn't in those games because those are teams that don't take the shots down the field. I, I actually think in those situations, it would have behooved the Steelers to have to play a passing team that, you know, that, that comes out and, and looks to throw the ball first because then You're not dealing, you know, a team that doesn't have, you know, a Leonard Fournette or a Nick Chubb, you know, and again, Fournette in his his young days, not now, uh, but a a dominant running back that you have to seriously consider stopping every play, and then a quarterback that just has to run, run play action and kind of throw behind you as you're aggressive in stopping it that would have been a better look for them to have to stop. It just didn't work out in those games, but it wasn't going to
0: work out no matter what though. Think about that yeah, though. Yeah. The two, the two passing teams are actually the ones that are in the AFC championship. Now, whoever they were playing in that first round, Baltimore, yeah, Tennessee, yeah, Cleveland, obviously mm-hmm. uh, the Colts with Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. um, they were going to face a running back that was going to, or a running yep. attack that was going to cause them problems. Yep. That was inevitable.
1: Yep. And that's, and that's the, that's where I wanted to bring up is that you face either of those teams and you make them. And again, it's, it's not just the defense It's it's the comb- combination of, if you come into this game, one snap a ball over your head and it goes into mm-hmm. the end zone and give us seven points. And then you come out and throw three interceptions in the first 20 minutes of play. You are begging for teams that are building on the run to to crush you and um and and really begging for anything because also i mean patrick mahomes comes out and throws four touchdowns on you in the first quarter and you still feel the same way right and and now (laughs) and now you still gotta worry about his arm so that's still that's still a problem but to me i don't see structural deficiencies with the defense until the the injuries pile up And, and, and another thing to remember what was the thing that broke the defense in 2017? It was losing their star inside linebacker. Right. They were they yeah. were a top 10 defense when when mm-hmm. he got hurt, and then in the last few games, you saw. I mean, I was pointing out my Carter's classroom. This was three years ago when I was just a part timer at DK, and I was like, man, they are putting they are holding this defense together by strings. They, they are depending on Artie Burns to save the day here. They're depending on Arthur Motes to save the day here. I mean, it was just it was just thing after thing. You're like. If, if the wrong team catches you, you're in trouble. And the wrong team come. And I think eventually that's what happened this season. And again, not yep. to make excuses for Keith Butler, but those are realities. And I think that's very different from what they've seen that has to change with the offense.
0: Absolutely. You're absolutely 100% correct because the offense uh, really didn't have those issues. <laughs> and, um, and and a lot of it was the scheming that was a problem with the offense where you have a number 32 rushing attack. And you, you're, you know, if you're throwing 68 times in a game, something wrong (laughs) something is wrong with your scheming and your game plans and it's got to change whether it's Ben or Finkner, but it's got to change
1: something's got to change I agree now we're going to throw it to a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about the cornerbacks on defense I alluded to that a little bit earlier about focusing the conversation on them but before we do that we got to talk to you about our friends at TurboTax you're unique and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of all of that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Maybe you're now self employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. Maybe you'd rather have an expert file your taxes for you so you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live experts can answer your questions, give tax advice, and review your tax return before you file or even do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Into it TurboTax Live. File with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. This episode is brought to you by 1010 Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, but we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th. And you can preview it exclusively at blue Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter here with Dean IMPH row channel 11. Now, Dean, we were just talking about Keith Butler. We were just talking about the defense and all the things that need to that that, that you know need to happen to kind of not give up on the defense. And it's crazy to think you're not giving up on the defense when we were talking about yesterday with, with Tony. There's Devin Bush still, TJ Watt, Make Fitzpatrick. You still got stars on, on, on this defense. But specifically, we got to talk about the cornerback position because there's a lot of problems there with depth, just like we were just talking about with the problems that are on the defense. Hilton and Sutton are headed to free agency, which means at best, if you're, if you're lucky, you probably just sign one of them. But behind, if, if you don't sign either of them, your next guys in line are Justin Lane and James Pierre. That's rough sledding. But the problem is, is that if you're probably sitting, okay, well, what if, what if you get rid of one of your start, what, what, what do, you, what, do, what do the starters make? Well, so let's, let's look at what the starters make, 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 make next year. Joe Hayden as of right now would be the fourth highest cap or no, I'm sorry. The fifth high, or the second highest cap hit on the Steelers uh, next season at $15.57 million. Now, part of that's also because of adjustments and this probably will change as the Steelers start renegotiating renegotiating contracts but if you cut Hayden you only save about seven million of that Steven Nelson he's also up there as well he's a, he, his cap hit is 14.4 million dollars if you cut him it's about an 8.2 million dollar in cap savings here's my issue with that Dean is for those who think okay well let's cut one of them and hope if you cut one of them you're you're going to you're going to basically say all you have is one top corner one starting corner maybe you resign sutton and then you have this chasm into 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 the depth of your secondary you would be depending on a, on a rookie draft pick stepping up justin lane making a miracle leap james pierre making a miracle leap or getting lucky in free agency and finding someone that can play right now i i really think for this team to, this defense to keep going they need both of these cornerbacks and they need to find a way to bring back Sutton
0: when we first started talking about this my my initial gut right was just okay Hayden's getting up there that's where you save the cap money and that's where you go and as we talk through things and we talk through numbers and statistics and contracts and everything else Uh, It's a little different. First of all, let me just say, I am glad I am not the general manager making these decisions. (laughs) (laughs) This is a tough one. Normally I am very uh, solidly opinionated, as you all might've figured out by now on Wednesdays. (laughs) Um, But I'm not on this one as much, but looking at everything in totality, you're losing, you're losing Bud Dupree. Okay. Yeah. So Highsmith is now your guy. Right, You right. hope Devin Bush comes back. Vince Williams coming back. TJ Watt, they'll sign him to an extension. So that's money. Um, defensive line, I think, is solid. Safeties are good. I think Edmonds came along enough this year to, to have enough trust in him. And uh, Minka is Minka. Um, it, it does intertwine with what happens with Ben and his contract because you need money. But you are saving money if Pouncy retires. Um, the you know the, Just the franchise tag you paid by Dupree and you're not paying that. So given that. Look how hard it was for the Steelers all those years when they had one good corner.
1: Ugh.
0: How hard was it for the secondary when they had one really good corner?
1: You Born can't. Some years, it.
0: none. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you can't. Your defense will take a step back if you do that. So if I'm the GM, I keep Haven and Nelson. And I'm looking to sign at least one of Hilton and Sutton um, in a deal, whichever deal would be the best one for the team. <laughs> um, I like Hilton's, the pressure he puts on, the way he can get after for the quarterback. I like a lot of things he does. Uh, would not mind having either one of them back, but you have to have one of them back. You have to have the depth. You have to have the nickel. Um, Justin Lane, sorry. I don't think he's it. Unless he's really good on special teams, eh, he's, he's not. Like you said, he'd need a miracle leap. He would need a miracle leap. And I I don't, I don't see it. The times he's been out there, he's been burned. I don't see it with him. Um, so you, you've got enough depth problems already on defense at linebacker. Um, you don't need to add to your depth problems in the secondary. So you've got to bring at least one of them back find a way to do that. And, uh, that's my, That's what I would do as GM.
1: <laughs> and, and to remind people, here's a look at their actual coverage numbers. Uh, you know, tabulated at the end of the year at the end of the year by PFF. You look at how often they were targeted. Nelson was the most targeted cornerback on the team at 81 targets. He allowed 46 catches. That's 56.8 uh, percent of a completion rate for 504 yards, four touchdowns with two interceptions and four pass breakups. You look at that and you think and you're thinking like okay well that's that's the most that's about 31 yards per game that he allowed there and a touchdown once a month that's pretty, that's pretty darn good that's, that's pretty really good yeah that's pretty <laughs> darn good like like if i have to live with that at cornerback i'm very happy and yes. then behind him of course hayden was targeted 13 less times At 68 targets, allowed 11 less receptions at 35 uh, 35 receptions. That's a 51.5 reception percentage or completion percentage. He he allowed 552 yards. That's roughly 39 yards per game because you consider that he only played in 14 games this year. He allowed three touchdowns, one less than Nelson. Had two interceptions, the same amount as Nelson, and nine pass breakups on the season. Both also got called for four penalties. We should throw that in there. When you look at the NFL and you compare the amount of yards allowed by cornerbacks in the the NFL, Joe Hayden gave up the 40th most in the league. And I want to, and those who might not understand what that means, because that does sound like kind of just kind of like a random number. Like, what does that mean to me, Chris? The, the The most passing yards given up by cornerbacks in the NFL was 901 by A.J. Terrell of the Falcons. Guys that gave up more passing yards this year um more than Joe Hayden include Malcolm Butler, Darius Slay, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Patrick Peterson, Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey, Drake Kirkpatrick, Rocky Sin, Marcus Peters, Casey Hayward Jr. I mean, these are big, these are big names. Big Jeffrey names. O- mm-hmm. Be- Be- Jeffrey Okuda, who was a top five pick not too long ago. Um Those are huge names. Now, granted, those guys are probably getting targeted a little bit more because their defenses are built differently. But still, my point is, these guys, both Nelson and Hayden, were doing their jobs very well in the Steelers system. And they played both man and zone solidly this year. I don't look at them and say, man, that's the problem. You got to get one rid of one of them. For the Steelers' defense to work, like I said, they do need depth. But taking away starters to address depth is a backwards move there. Unless, unless you're saying I can live with Cameron, like you you re-sign Cameron Sutton, because whoever you get to, like say you get rid of Nelson or Hayden, whoever you get to fill in for them has to be ready right now. That cannot be a developmental project. Right. And whoever you do get, if it's Sutton, you have to sign him for less than the amount of money that you're saving By bringing it by getting rid of Hayden or Hayden or Nelson, again, that's like seven or eight million dollars. So if you sign for five million, you're really only open up three million more dollars in cap space, which are you, you know, are you really going to get another cornerback for that rate or another lineman for that rate? Maybe. But I don't I don't I don't think that that's the answer. Remember, they can still save about eight million dollars if they get rid of Pouncy, which I, I still think seems eminent unless he takes a huge pay cut here. They'd still save $5.2 million by letting go Vance McDonald. I think that can happen. And for those who don't want to get rid of Eric Ebron, they'd save $6 million by letting go of him. I've also heard that Vance McDonald might not be coming back anyways. Um, but, But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You can open up money a whole lot of different ways without touching either of those cornerbacks and still signing one of those cornerbacks to stay in there.
0: You saw one of them. Now, what would you do, Chris? Would you, because we talked a little, we talked a little draft, and I know you talk draft on other days of the week, you know, and you know that I'm firmly in the offensive lineman first round camp. Yes. In any of the remaining rounds, do you go for a corner for depth or do you look in free agency to replace a Hilton or a Sutton?
1: Now that's the thing is that slot cornerback. So here's the thing. Remember Sutton Sutton's value is that he can play slot and play outside. He can be your number two cornerback. Uh, if one of those guys go down and that's why I think it's, it's vital to sign him. Hilton so you think is, he's
0: more important than Hilton.
1: Yes. As much as I'm a fan of Hilton for his tenacity, for the way he finds the ball, for the way he stops the run, the way he blitzes the quarterback, you need corners to cover and Hilton. When we're comparing numbers here, Hilton gave up by far uh you know when you look at when you when you compare it to how, how it worked on he gave up 70 percent of a completion rate the only person or a completion percentage the only people that had a higher higher notes were marcus allen uh avery williamson and justin lane he gave 70, he gave up 70 percent of passes thrown his way um he gave up uh, he, he gave up three touchdowns though he did have three interceptions and that's the other thing is that it's tough for me to say Hilton because he is a playmaker he does find the ball yeah, and it's I,
0: not like we're saying Hilton's bad and has yeah, to go
1: yeah okay no, not at all <laughs> because both of us have a lot of respect for Hilton we've talked about yes. that all year long um yeah. but when you look at the value of what Sutton of Sutton brings you know he can he could do he could do things in the in the slot cornerback position maybe the coverage part a little bit better than Hilton Probably not the run stuffing as good as Hilton, um, and, and being as physical in his instincts at the line, but he can also bounce outside. Hilton can't cover nobody outside the numbers, he struggles to cover people sometimes inside the numbers when he's putting man. Um, he's great in zone when you let him just flow and feel the game, that's where you see him thrive. But Sutton can do all of that, and that, that's why I simply put the signing of him above Hilton there. But going back to your point about the draft, you could you could wait into the middle rounds and take a shot at some of the corners in the in the middle rounds you, you got Asante Samuel Jr from Florida State Sean Wade of of Ohio State there's some interesting prospects that I maybe you can get in the second third maybe the fourth round and say okay you're sitting behind again this is presuming they 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 keep Hayden keep Nelson sign Sutton and then this is your guy and then that way you have you're hoping that this guy can make a step up while Justin Lane and, and James Pierre whoever are your fifth and sixth options at cornerback sit there on the roster but in free agency that also gets a little bit tricky because when you go into free agency and you and you look at it cornerbacks are often some of the highest Paying positions and there are some big names at the top of the of, of the free agency list this year and granted this is all right now according to overthecap.com Patrick Peterson's on the board that may, may have made 14 million dollars uh, average per year he you, you ain't getting him you know yeah. there's big there's big names like, and, Rich-
0: and I'm not talking about getting one of them I'm not right. talking about I'm talking about getting a depth guy right that that can be a special teams guy that can that can you can plug in you know because you don't want to rely on Justin Lane to be that guy mm. he is not that guy so you need, if you're, if you're keeping Hayden and Nelson, and they should, you have to, okay, I, and I, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you on, on Sutton, you know, that he's the one to target to bring back, um, to focus on uh, re-signing. And, um, and then get, get some depth somewhere, though, either through free agency or the draft. And if they're playing it the way that I've said it, of course, you know, you're going offensive line. And I still think you sign a free agent running back instead of doing the draft with that. And so then your draft is open to take something like a corner.
1: Right. Uh, see, I I don't know if, I don't know if I, when I look at the free agent running back, Mark, I'm a little scared there, but I do think there's some guys in Mark here. Davis. Uh, you're on that. You're on that train again. I am. Um, um <laughs> but there's there's guys in free agency that you can say, hey, you know what? Maybe we take a stab at our Fabian Moreau from Washington. I think, you know, he's a guy I actually liked in his draft as a as a middle to late round pick. Uh, and, and there's other guys, you know, Sha- Shaquille Griffin, although he's probably going to get 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 really paid to by that by, by somebody. Um, but there's guys around the league that you can look look on this list and say, hey, let's take a stab on this guy let's challenge him to do X, Y, and Z and make him, make him say, Hey, you're the outside corner or you're the slot corner. And that's the role that that person fits to. And maybe you take that shot. Um, But to me, the answer to cornerback has to be keeping the two guys that you have at the top of the roster and Nelson and Hayden signing Sutton, And then taking your stab, whether that is free agency or the draft or both, they could also sign a guy, sign a guy for cheap and then go into the fourth round or third or fourth round of the draft and say, ah, okay, we'll take one of those, one one of those middle, middle round cornerbacks. Right. And, 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 and and like you said, build the competition, a veteran goes against a rookie and Justin Lane in his third year, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe you get, maybe you get something of that. And then you maybe have that fourth option at cornerback, uh, behind those guys, but you need to have those options there, and I don't think this team gets better by letting go one of their top two corners because they played at a very good level this season. Amen, bro. All right, we're going to solve one... all that.
0: We've solved all the problems. We're so, we're good. We're, we're ready. Gonna,
1: we solved all the problems. He <laughs> says we're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about some of the matchups this weekend and how they involve a few people. Steelers fans have a few reasons not to like what does that mean find out after this it's conference championship time in the nfl some of the biggest games you'll see all year long and you can place your bets and get on the action at betonline.ag the only place we trust in the lock on podcast network Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Don't forget, you can go there right now and bet on who you think, whether it's going to be Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, or Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, or Josh Allen and the Bills, or Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, all the action that you could want right on betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. LOCKEDON. All capital letters in all one word, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Dean 9 and Pietro of Channel 11 WPXI. Dean, the Hi. Steelers <laughs> fans had a few rules going into this postseason. The rules were, don't let Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Tom Brady get to the Super Bowl. All three of them are playing this weekend in the conference championships. It is a nightmare. And there is a possibility that all three of them could be playing in the Super Bowl. I, <laughs> It's funny. To me, it's funny to me, and I may, I pointed this out like at the end of the, the, the Saints Buccaneers game. I'm like, there's really a state, both of these guys, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, are there. And I, I didn't even put Brady in that conversation because Brady's Brady, you know. I think, you know, but but these were two guys that people were so happy to see leave Pittsburgh. And you know, I, I got a lot of responses when I posted, like, you know, whoa, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell they're going to be in the conference championship games this weekend. I saw a lot of people say, well, they're not really big players. And well, they, what are you saying? Ben, Ben did this. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I ain't saying none of that. I'm just pointing out that it sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm just pointing out that Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brad, even Martin Madden, our guy, our guy from, from 105.9, the X, he retweeted, he said, yeah, but they're bit players and you know, they're not making any money. I'm like, but that's, that that's, that's not the, that's not the point. And yeah.
0: But if they win, they wear a Super Bowl ring and they're a champion.
1: Yep, which is what which is what a lot of people said they could never be part of. And, That's and, right. And, and here's my thing: Le'Veon Bell and Tony Brown—they were never supposed to accept bit parts. They were never going to be the little guy that that, did, that didn't get get the touches or the carries or the targets. And here they are doing just that. So
0: here's what I've done. What have you done? I've fitted myself for a cheesehead. And, and before the game, I'm going to, before the games begin Sunday, I'm going to put yes. the cheese head on, and I'm going to dive through yes. a table.
1: Yes! <laughs> this is all I was picturing. This this is all I want to see. <laughs> is the table on fire? Yes. Yes!
0: It is on fire like what's left of my soul watching these games. <laughs> um, <laughs> because Bills, Packers, please. <laughs> Please, baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but no, but that's, that's really what, what Steelers fans are, are, are at right now. Now, there's some Steelers fans I've seen that, like, they don't care who's in it. The Steelers aren't. No, wait, like, here's the other flip
0: side. Does okay, Green good. Bay get to six if
1: they win? No, they get to five. Okay. They're at four. But that's the other thing okay. is they get okay. to five. And they still okay. got Aaron Rodgers. Five priority. is five. Eh, but, that's but, fine. But Aaron Rodgers is still there.
0: I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Bills win one. I, I really I, – I have no animosity towards them. I don't um, either. I I I, they're fun to watch. Like the way Josh
1: Allen plays.
0: Yeah, Oh yeah, I do too. I don't hate the Chiefs.
1: I don't hate the Chiefs either. I think they're playing great football. Um, they have some great players, and they're exciting to watch. And
0: I love, yeah, they don't cheat. Right, right. Um, I here's a here's the thing. I wonder, does it upset Steelers fans more? And maybe you guys can comment on the uh, Locked On uh, Facebook page. Would it be more upsetting to you to see Brady in there or Brown and Bell in there? Which one's really more upsetting? And I've maintained it actually might be Brady.
1: I think it is Brady. I, because if you're a Steelers fan, you just hate, you just hate him for all the, t- all the pain and misery you suffered at his yeah. hands. And but you, you
0: hate him because of his success.
1: Right. But also, also, because here's the thing, if Patrick Mahomes goes on and beats the Steelers the next 10 years, if he doesn't come out with a cheating scandal or all the things, I think that people will be more forgiving to his winning than they have been to Tom Brady. I mean, Steelers fans don't hate Aaron Rodgers for beating them, beating them in the Super Bowl. Right. And that was the last right. time the Steelers were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But Steelers fans hate Tom Brady yeah. for being for and, and that, that that hatred initially was just like, Oh, that guy's good. We hate him. But when he became the cheater and the yes. several times over cheater. Yeah. That was when Steelers fans were like, nah, F this guy. Get him out of here. I I never want to see him win again.
0: But here's the other thing
1: is he cheating now? Uh, we, we don't know Dean it, it's funny I, 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 say, I said this after every scandal is that we're gonna find out years later that something was happening here and, and sure enough last year last year while Tom Brady was still with the Patriots the Bengals caught them redoing Spygate like and, and it's so funny how that's been brushed under the rug and that that never happened I now. know
0: right yeah like, nothing ever came of that that and, was on
1: video it was on I mean the guy I saw on it. video as the as the Patriots employee begged him to please just let me erase the footage and he said the damage is done my friend like that (laughs) that is crazy that people forgot about that but Tom Brady now who knows maybe he's not cheating right now and I don't think he really needs to because he has an elite team around him. He has a lot of skilled players
0: they they pulled uh, they pulled the NBA card and they just kind of built the stars. You
1: yeah. I mean, that this was, this was Madden ultimate team. Let me pay five, let me pay $500 Buy all the, the, the elite packs. And eventually I'm going to get Fournette. Oh, yeah.
0: Antonio Brown. Oh, oh, Rob Gronkowski, Come, up, come, come oh, back out of retirement, yes, please come join us. Come it's join
1: just, us for our championship run. Right. <laughs> it's just, it, it is just like, it's crazy. And that, so that part to me, that makes it less about the cheating and more about, hey, they assembled a heck of a roster. And Tom Brady does have that star power to get Leonard Fournette to say, I'm going to go over there. And Antonio Brown to say, I love this guy um, for now. Um, But... (laughs) Uh, but but all all things being considered, I do I do understand your question, and maybe that's the poll question. Maybe someone needs to put that up as a poll in in the lockdown. Only if studio. there's shots attached to it. Oh God, who, who should these the shots be attached to? Who are you? Who is, no, no 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 no. I'm saying, <laughs> but which player? Like which which pick? Who do you who do you hate more? Who do you not want to see the Super Bowl the least? Uh, Antonio Brown and Tom Brady or or Le'Veon? Well, no, because if you put Brown and Brady, yeah, you, together, yeah that would that's win. easy. It's um, just,
0: it's just which player going to the Super Bowl upsets you the most? Is it yeah, Brown? Is it Bell? Or is it Brady? Brady. That's a the killer bees.
1: <laughs> the, the, God, they're the killer bees. Oh, God. of
0: our souls, yeah, of our
1: souls, yeah. This is, this is crushing. <laughs> um, I guess. Okay, so I, I'm gonna attach my. I'll do. I'll do. I'll do two shots. Two, not not a uh, whole lot. <laughs> just two. I will do two. If Dang it, because I don't want to. I want it to be a good poll, but I don't know who, to, who which name do you know I attack the
0: shots? Let's just to. let it be a good poll. Let's just, let's not yeah, attack right. shots. Right. Let's right. just let it be a poll. Yeah. Okay, which player go. is it more upsetting for you to see in the Super Bowl? Is it Brady, Brown, or Bell? That's fair. That's and fair. for for me, honestly, it is Brady. Um, just, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't want to see him in another Super Bowl. I don't I want to see something else. It's like to be honest, it's like watching, you know, Alabama and Ohio State (laughs) again. Okay. I I I want to see something different. Um I was cheering for spontaneous combustion in the college football championship game, and it didn't happen.
1: Mm. Um You, you you can always root for Bain blowing up the field. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: no um yeah like i i mean hey chiefs packers mahomes and rogers fun to watch
1: oh that sounds amazing you
0: know josh allen and and rogers fun to watch brady you know i just don't want to see brady there again i don't want that
1: again right i agree and and for me the the, there's also a lure because chiefs packers was the first super bowl Right, so that, that, that has historic, yeah. complicated uh, historic attachments to it, and this is the old guard versus the new guard. And and to me, Tom Brady, yes, he's old guard, but he's not. Aaron Rodgers is still the assassin. Tom Brady yes. is a very good quarterback in the complete twilight of his career, being yeah. you know help being helped along with a great roster around him. Aaron Rodgers is playing much better than Tom Brady, and that's why I think it would be spectacular to watch both of those guys duke it out. Tom Brady, I, it would still be fun. Like, I mean, first of all, anytime anyone says I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl, if you're lying, you're going to nah, watch that's, Super Bowl. That's
0: not true. If he's in, and I'm still watching. Right. Let's let's be honest about that. Okay. But
1: <laughs> but, but but let's let's do, let's do this. If someone gets started, if I forget to, because I always forget to do polls. Who do you rather, who would you want to see the least in the Super Bowl? Le'Veon Bell, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown. Even though Brady and Bell, Brown are attached, it's about who you want to see. Because yes. and, and, yeah. and again, Brady you hate because of cheating and because he broke your heart several times over. Antonio Brown you hate because, well, he had the explosive leave of Pittsburgh that mm-hmm. he that, that he did. I, I, I want to... I want to make sure that we clear the air and remind people of this because, like again, when I when I tweeted out this whole thing about both him and Bell being in the in the conference championships, you know, people were saying like, "Well, it was still their fault that they left." I'm like, I'm not saying it wasn't who, whose fault it was. I'm just stating the state stating the fact. But people still look at Bell as attached to Brown. All Bell wanted was his guaranteed money because he thought that was the ticket to make to making himself. Uh, you know a secured elite back for the rest of his career. Right. He, he wasn't wrong. a
0: jerk he wasn't toxic in the locker right. room right I don't like what he did. I don't like how he did it. I don't like the sitting out. those are right. the problems that I had. His is simply about personal greed and cut you know cutting the wraps on it and 15 million this and, and those things just annoyed me personally because I'm of a you know I frankly I look at a Tom Brady, who took less money in New England mm-hmm. so that they could build a Super Bowl around him, mm-hmm. and he's still pretty darn well paid and wealthy. So, yep. you know, do you want to be wealthy and a champion, or do you just want to be super wealthy? Which one do you want to be? Well, now Bell's getting a chance to ride them both, and that's probably you know, more of the problem that I have um, that would lead me to cheering for the Packers on Super Bowl Sunday if uh, they play the Chiefs. Um, but I have no problem with like my homes winning another one. I mean, he's fun to watch. Um, just don't let Bell be the MVP.
1: (laughs) But but, and and see, that's the other thing about this. Y'all remember last year in the Super Bowl? it was the chief's running back that took off. I don't even remember his name. Now he's the, he's the one guy that did that opted out before the season even began. And now Mm -hmm. imagine they go into this game and all of a sudden, Le'Veon Bell just starts getting carries and catches and he just bursts on the scene and he gets super, like it would be, it would be the worst nightmare. And again, now imagine he's doing that against Antonio Brown, and he's lighting it up. All the talk will be a, be about the killer bees now here, and you're just like, this is it, it would just it would just completely suck. But I, my my point in bringing this up is that it's a rough time for Steel Nation, and I think <laughs> the best plan, as Dean said, is to go on on Amazon if you order it right now, they got two day delivery. So yep. if you got, if you got Amazon Prime, so it'll get to your house by Friday because you're listening to this on Wednesday mm-hmm. or yourself a cheese head or yep. yourself a folding table. If you don't got one, Yep. if you got one, set it up in your backyard or, or somewhere, somewhere <laughs> where you can jump off of a porch or a, a, a place and then, or your car or something with that cheese head dive to the board and you will, you will make happen that the Packers versus the bills and we don't have to worry about any of these guys being in the super bowl dean will do so lighting on fire also uh just a disclaimer here. Locked on Steelers does not take responsibility for any of these decisions <laughs> you should make on yourself. This is, uh, don't do not actually try this. Do not actually try this. I am not saying to actually do this because and, this is dangerous. And
0: and do not be looking for a video of me doing this. I am too old what? to put myself through a table. What? You were
1: supposed <laughs> you you're you're
0: Mr. Wrestling Man. You know all those tricks. I missed, I, there's no trick to putting yourself through a table, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it hurts.
1: You know, we'll have Jenna put you through the table. That That's what's going to oh. happen. She just slams you up there. <laughs> I mean, she covered the bills. She know, she would she would know. So maybe she could ask somebody about taxes. <laughs> Anyways, Dean, my friend, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. Um, this is always a lot of fun. Uh, we will. We, I, I'll try to remember to do this poll if, if I don't just somebody put it up in the Facebook group. Y'all know I'm doing a lot. I got to cover Pitt Duke uh, all through Tuesday night, so I'm going to be up late and probably I'll have a uh, I'll probably be asleep in the early part of the morning, uh, going into Thursday or going into Wednesday. So, uh, because of course we're recording this on Tuesday, but uh, Dean, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, do let people know where to follow you and find more you work
0: on Twitter. I am Dean16. Find me on Facebook, Dean. I am Petro. I'm active in the group. You can. Send me friend requests there, too. And WPXI is uh, where you see the stuff I do. A lot more hockey
1: stuff than football right now. And,
0: uh, but we're still also doing The Final Word every week. And uh, that's it, buddy.
1: Absolutely. The final word is still a great show to watch. Even without the Steelers. Hey, there's penguins talk right now. So if you're a penguins guy, go check them out. Also go check out locked on penguins here. Also check out dkpittsburghsports.com where we cover the penguins and it's the penguins, the pirates and the Steelers along with Pitt, Penn state and Duquesne and Robert Morris and all the other Pittsburgh coverage that you could ask for. Uh, thanks again for listening to the show. My name is Chris Carter, the host here at Carter critiques on Twitter. If you want to follow me, um, if you follow me. I will follow you back. I'm also that on Instagram. Um, if you if you want to support the show, please leave a five star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing so will get you a shout out at the end of the show. Um, as we always appreciate people to do it. even if you've done it before, it helps the show when you get the word out there. Tomorrow is Thursday. We will continue the mailbag from last Thursday because I want I got to think I about halfway through the questions, so I will try to find that post up again and, and like. You know, I'll pin it to the top of the group page and say, hey, uh, I'm taking more questions here starting from, you know, where I left off. So if you got more questions, find that post on the Locked On Steelers Facebook group, which you can find by going onto Facebook, searching for Locked On Steelers, ask to join the group, and I'll add you as soon as possible. So get in there. I'll be doing a mailbag questions all tomorrow. And then Friday, we'll have Jenna Harder to wrap up the week and get our predictions for Conference Championship Weekend, where Dean will be diving through tables with (laughs) cheeseheads. Tables on fire. Tables on fire (laughs) with Jesus.